What is up, you guys? It is Grant here over at Sharper Capital Partners, bringing you another episode of the Hard Money Podcast, where we help real estate investors build wealth in real estate through creative financing. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to get a hard money loan and how to use a hard money loan to take down your next investment property. So without further ado, let's get into it. I recently wrote a blog post about how to get a hard money loan, and we're going to be walking through some of the key points noted in that article. So if you're scaling your real estate business, it's only a matter of time before you need to look at other creative options to take down your next deal. Creative options can cover a wide range from lines of credit to private capital and so on. Oftentimes, hard money is that next step for a lot of real estate investors in terms of scaling their real estate portfolio. And this can be due to a number of reasons. It could be the fact that you're working a W-2 job and therefore, or you're not working a W-2 job and therefore you no longer qualify for most traditional options. You've maxed out the number of conventional loans you can take for your for use in your buy and hold portfolio. Uh, you've maxed out your personal debt service coverage ratio for conventional loans, or the conventional loan process is just not fast enough to take down the deals that you're acquiring because they're time sensitive. These are just a few reasons why clients may come to us for hard money, but um, it could be for a number of reasons outside of that as well. Um, so before we get in, so before we get into how to get a hard money loan, let's talk briefly about what hard money is. And if you haven't seen the video already, I recently sat down with a buddy of mine, Jordan Miller, who's a local real estate agent in the Cincinnati area. Feel free to watch that video where I cover exactly what hard money loans are and how you can use them in your business business model. So generally speaking, a hard money loan is a loan provided by a business entity. So us as Sharper Capital Partners um, would provide a loan on a hard asset. Um, a lot of times people think of hard money loans as you know loans that are costly or expensive or type of a loan shark type of thing. That's not what it is at all. It's a loan on a piece of collateral. So this would be a piece of real estate, raw land, you name it, something like that. In comparison to conventional bank loans, hard money loans are generally more expensive, provide faster funding, have fewer hoops to jump through, care less about borrower credit scores, and are intended for non-owner-occupied investment properties. So we're not lending on any personal residences here. Um, these are strictly for investment property only. Hard money loans can take the form of several products. The products that we offer are fix and flip loans, bridge loans, transactional funding. It really comes down to networking with different lenders to find out what product is the best fit for you. But um, the products that we just listed are some of the more common types of uh, hard money loans that are available in the uh, private lending space. So how can you get a hard money loan now that you know what they are? The process for procuring this type of loan can be broken down into the following steps. Step one is the inquiry slash reach out phase. So you as the borrower are going to reach out to a hard money lender such as ourselves, Sharper Capital Partners, and you'll be giving information about the details of the project. At the end of that process, if everything goes well, you'll end up with a soft loan quote for your project. The next step, the lender is going to come back with um, or is going to ask for the address of the property. They're going to pull some comps just like a real estate agent would. And then assuming everything looks good on the comps, they'll give you, uh, they'll either update the loan quote um, and, or firm up the uh, loan quote they gave you before. The underwriting process will then advance to step three, which is where we'll be going out and looking at the property physically to determine uh, the rehab costs, make sure that there's nothing in the ARV that we missed just through by looking at comps in the area and looking at photos of the property online. Um, and then we'll wrap up and make sure that you know we have everything we need to provide a firm, firm and final loan quote um, to the borrower so they know exactly what they're going to be able to get at close. And then the final step will be file prep and working with the title company to prepare for closing. So let's get into a little bit more detail here so you know specifically what's going on and feel more comfortable going through that hard money loan process. So step one in this process is going through the inquiry soft loan quote phase. Um, 
Pro tip here, before you get into too many of the project details with your lender, you wanna make sure that they have a firm understanding of where you're at in the acquisition process. Be upfront with them, let them know if you have this property under contract or not. If you don't have the property under contract yet, that's perfectly fine. They'll probably do a soft loan quote for you anyways and ask you all of the questions listed here in the beginning, but they're not gonna go the extra mile and uh, build you a complete file out because that's not necessary at this point. Um, it's, it's asking for more information and more work from you than is required at this point. And for them, it's, it's not the optimal use of their time either. So be upfront, establish some credibility by saying whether or not you have this project under, under contract or not. After that, your, your lender is going to want to start asking some questions about the project and you as a borrower. The questions pertaining to the project are going to include, you know, is this property under contract like we just stated? When is the scheduled closing date? You know, how quickly does the lender need to move in order to hit that closing date? What is, what is the type of property that you're asking for a loan on? You know, is this a single family residential? Is this a multifamily? Is this an apartment or small commercial? Different assets may or may not work for uh, the lender. So you just wanna make sure that they understand what type of asset it is you're, that you're requesting a loan on so they can make sure that they're the right fit as a lender for you. You're also going to want to let them know what type of product you're looking for. Is this a fix and flip type of loan? Is this a fixed to rent, fixed to, or a bridge loan or transactional funding? Based on the loan product that you're looking for will help you determine uh, or help the lender help you determine if they're the right fit for you as a lender. Then they're going to get into some more of the specifics about the economics of the project. What is the purchase price? What are the rehab costs? And what is after repair value? Based upon those three numbers, they should have a pretty good idea of what they're going to be able to quote you, assuming your numbers are accurate. Um, and then they're going to want to determine what your exit strategy is. Is it a sell or is it a refinance? Depending on which strategy you decide to move forward with, um, will determine you know, how intensely they underwrite you as a borrower. Because under the refinance side, your credit is going to be far more important as opposed to you just flipping the property for a profit. And the last question they're going to know about the project is what area is the property in? For example, we only lend in Ohio and Northern Kentucky markets. You're coming to us with a property that's outside of those areas. We're probably going to be more inclined to help broker that deal to someone else as opposed to funding it um, and loaning on it ourselves. So the next questions they're going to ask are going to be more questions about you as a borrower. So how many properties have you bought in the last two years? They're going to see your experience. They're going to know how, how you've moved through the markets in, in these past two years. They're going to know your credit score. Even if you're not going to refinance out this property, they want to get an idea of where your credit score is at to understand, okay, is this person likely, have a, does this person have a W-2 job? Um, does this person, uh, is this person making on-time payments? Do they have a, an established credit history? Just helps paint a picture of the borrower in the eyes of the lender. And what are your available liquid assets for this project? As a, as a lender who's done you know close to $6 million in real estate loans up to this point over the last three years, uh, I've never seen a project that hasn't gone over budget. So with that in mind, we always want to make sure that the client has enough liquid assets to cover contingencies as well as a down payment plus interest and any of the other fees that may be associated with the project. The idea here is to make sure that the client is in a strong position in order to perform on the loan. So based upon all this information provided to the above questions will determine whether a lender moves forward with your project. At the end of the inquiry, the lender should have a response like this. Based upon what you're telling me, we could loan you 
X amount of dollars with X amount going towards the purchase price and X amount going towards the rehab cost. We estimate that you'll need to bring, you know, 50 or X amount of dollars to closing. We're going to lend out at two points and 12%, which is our terms for a six month loan. So your monthly payment would be about X thousand dollars. Does that work for you? And based upon the quote they give you, you're going to say, yeah, this works for me or no, I, I need a loan like this. And maybe there's a little bit of negotiation that goes on there. But let's say you arrive at, at a decision where you go, okay, yes, this loan works for me. Let's go ahead and move forward onto the next step. So that's where step two comes in. So step two is where the lender will perform a comparable analysis, just like a real estate agent would, or even an appraiser would. And then they will ultimately arrive with a, a more firm loan quote based on what they see with the comps in the area. So at this point, your lender is going to pull comps again, just like an agent would. Um, if there's anything odd or obscure about the property, it's best to get that out in front and early in the process of the underwriting for the lender. You want to be upfront as a client, as a borrower, so the lender feels more trusting to you because obviously transparency leads to trust. And at the end of the day, you know you just want to come off as the most educated and forthcoming investor uh, that you can. After your lender gets their own idea about the property's value, they'll give you a call back to discuss their findings. Um, if you both agree on roughly where the after repair value is, they're probably not going to change their loan quote. They're probably going to stick with what they softly quoted you. Now, if they look at the property and they have a very different opinion than what you had, they will either reduce their loan value or they'll go, they'll come back and they'll say, this is just not something that, you know, we're comfortable lending on at this time, at which point, you know, you can go and look at other lending options. Um, so step three, step three, after you've accepted what the hard loan quote is, will be the formal underwriting and then leading to the final offer of how much money they're actually going to be able to lend on your project and how that lending structure is gonna work, how much they're gonna to bring to closing and how much they're gonna hold back in rehab funds and things like that. So your lender is going to typically charge some sort of appraisal fee at this point because um, they need to go out and view the property or they need to schedule a BPO or someone to go view the property on their behalf, take photos, um, give their opinion, things like that. We charge a $400 appraisal fee um, and we can usually go see the property in under 72 hours because obviously we need to move fast on, on most of the deals that we're lending on. If possible for you, it's great to go ahead and meet the lender at the property. That way you get a chance um, to develop some face-to-face -face time, establish some credibility. A lot of times we'll go see a property and then we'll grab lunch with the client at that time just to, um, again, build that rapport, build that relationship. And um, you know, before walking that property, it's worth noting too that your lender is going to want a detailed scope of work so that they can understand what kind of work you're going to do to this property. And that will help them get an idea of really what the after repair value is going to work out to be. Not to mention when they go and walk the property, they're going to want to know what items have you addressed already in your scope of work so that I don't walk a property and go, well, did you think about this or think about that? Um, it just, again, it provides an, an opportunity for you as a, as a client to come forward and say, hey, here's the work that I know needs to be done. Um, that way we're not trying to double check or, or go through a property and remind you of things that you've already accounted for. So this is an example of what our draw schedule looks like. It, we, we work it out. We have our clients fill this out prior to us walking the property so we can see, hey, here's what they're going to be doing. Um, and based on the work that's been done here, do we think it's realistic about where the ARV is going to arrive at once the project's been concluded? So... During the walkthrough, you know, the lender, such as us, is going to look at any major repairs that are not in the scope of work. Again, so we have the scope of work. 
we're going to look through everything and then uh, see if there's anything outside of the scope of work that is definitely going to need a touch up. We're also going to look to see if any of the items on the list are what we would consider under budgeted, meaning if you know someone's hardwood floor has you know paint all over it and you know you and you as a client think it just needs sanded and, and restained, well, we might come through and say this either needs to be carpeted or you need new hardwood throughout the house, which is just a different cost, right? Um, other major areas of risk are going to be assessed, like the foundation and the roof. Even if that's already been accounted for, we're still going to go take a look at those things and make sure that you know those things aren't too extensive to the point where um, the project might be null and void of, of profitability. The last thing we're going to look at it are any oddities um, about the property that we couldn't uh, find out in the comparables. An example of this might be if we go to a property and we look around and the neighbors are, you know, it's, it's a hoarder house next door or um, it's an abandoned house with possibly some squatters inside, uh, things like that, you know, that would drive down the value of that property um, by association. Another example would be one time we were looking at a property and everything looked great from the street, but as soon as you walked in the backyard, it was a family neighborhood and there was a, rail, a railroad going um, probably about, you know, 30 yards from from the back door of the house. So um, things like that obviously have an impact on the value of the home. So we just, when we go through and look at properties, we try to make sure we account for things like that. So if the scope of work and the ARV all come in around the same, then again, you, from your soft loan quote to your hard loan quote to your final loan quote, it's probably gonna be about the same. Um, if something's off, if the ARV is off based upon the scope of work that needs to be performed or any of the oddities in the property, then your loan will probably adjust accordingly, at which point you can go, yes, I'd still like to move forward even though my loan amount may be reduced, or you would go, no, I think I need to go ahead and find a different option that works better for me. Um, assuming you go move forward at that point, um, you'll be asked to sign a lending intent, which is just a verbal of the loan, the loan quote that you guys have been discussing throughout this pro process. So um, this is an example of what that looks like on our end. This is something we send to all of our clients um, obviously, for confidentiality reasons, this is Jane Doe, not, not any specific lender of ours in the past. And uh, yeah, so this is what a loan quote looks like. It'll have the duration of the loan, the loan amount, um, the monthly payment, the term of the loan, and the mortgage uh, mortgaged property in this instance. So once we get that back and signed, it's time to move on to step four. Um, so we've got the lending intent back at this point. We have a clear draw schedule in place based on the work that we saw when we were there and what we've discussed outside of meeting. So we'll go ahead and start building the file for the client so that we can send this on to the appropriate parties to close on the loan. This file will typically include a state or federal ID. It'll include a credit check. It'll include asset statements. So Asset statements are used to verify the amount of liquid assets you have to bring to the project, which was discussed at the very beginning of the project. So if a client says, hey, I can bring $70,000 towards this project, we're going to want to see bank statements, investment accounts, or some type of account that shows you have liquid or highly liquid assets that you can um, put into this project if need be. It should total the amount that you talked about at the beginning here. So. After that, we're gonna start collecting business entity documents, assuming you're buying this in an LLC. Um, you're gonna need your articles of formation for that LLC, as well as the operating agreement. And um, the last thing we're gonna want is the contract for purchase. We're gonna we're gonna to wanna to make sure that the entity that is scheduled to buy this property on the contract for purchase is the same entity that we're, we're uh, loaning to. 
So from here, us as a lender will pass this information on to our transactional attorney team. So they will get in touch with the title company and make sure that all the title requirements are met in order for us to close and fund this loan. They usually work pretty fast. Um, in, in most instances, it takes one to two days to get all the doc prep in there and everything like that. And uh, they'll, the title company will prepare the loan documents for signature. Um, everyone will wire in funds and then we'll be prepared for closing. Some other items that may come up and may be required prior to closing might be a survey depending on the type of the property. On a residential property, it might not be as important, but on a commercial property, you're almost always going to wind up having to get some sort of survey and potentially a soil study and things like that. Um, other types of insurance that are going to be required prior to close are going to be hazard insurance, tenant insurance, and builder's risk insurance, depending on um, if the property's rented or if it's a ground up construction, uh, things like that. They'll be clearly be laid out by the title company based upon their conversations with us um, and our transaction team. We'll be able to move towards closing, sign things up, wire funds, and get the project funded. So th that's that is the process. Um, obviously, it can sound a little bit cumbersome when we're talking um, through each detailed step, but uh, a lot of this stuff really comes down to just conversations we have with you as a client, and then we take care of a lot of the legwork and get and get things done. The important thing to note here is that when you work through or you work with an experienced lender. Um, you're going to be able to move quickly through all these processes and it's going to be much faster than working with a conventional lender so that you can get to project close much faster. Um, the, the more diligent and documented you are in your underwriting is really going to help with the first three steps of the four steps. Again, as a lender, we're basically just assessing risk for 90% of our time. And then when it comes to closing, um, once we once we agree on what the risk is here on the project and how much we're willing to loan on that project, um, it's pretty fast in order for us to just go ahead and grab the documents and get things funded and get the right parties involved. So another thing that's worth hitting on before we get out of here is we talked a lot about the block and tackle of getting uh, these loans created and funded. And it's also important to recognize that while we talked a lot about the project details, there is still a huge component in this, which is the trust between you as a client and your lender. So make sure you take all the necessary precautions to make sure that you're timely in your correspondence, that you preface with all of the oddities of your deal and anything that helps build trust with your, with your lender will certainly help when um, the deal can get kind of gray because most of these deals exist in the gray. And so having um, a relationship is really helpful and, and kind of making a marriage of sorts for, for this project. So take some time, grab lunch with your lender, lenders grab lunch with your clients, make sure that they have um, all the trust in each other because you know uh, deals, not everything goes according to plan in a deal, but it's important to know the character of the person you're working with. That's how you go from project inquiry to project close with a hard money loan. If you have any questions about hard money loans or getting financing for your next investment property, you can reach out via the contact information below. Thanks a lot. We'll see you in the next one.